Labour unions. Evidence of active labour unions in Europe can be traced back to medieval times, though it was not until after the efforts of the Industrial Revolution had been fully put into effect, around 1871, that labour unions, as they are known today, began to take shape. The growth of unions at this time was in part due to factors outside their own control, including 1. the economic cycle, 2. technological and social changes, 3. political developments, and 4. the relative strength of the employers and workers, both organisationally and ideologically. The economic cycle is known to fluctuate over time, and the amount of union involvement fluctuates with it. As more technological and social changes occur in the world, unions must adapt to make sure they are still meeting the needs of those they represent. Politically, unions have some control over governments, just as the government has the power to impose regulations on unions once they are in office. Unions do not have control over the changing ideology of those they represent or how that affects power dynamics between workers and employers. And because of this, they must continue to adapt over time. Unions also used to be run on a much smaller scale than they are today, most being limited to one town or sometimes a region. Another key difference from today is that these unions were once at the mercy of the economy. When it turned, unions were taxed until they could barely function and many of them would disappear altogether. They became important to workers who saw their jobs being taken over by machines and feared that even banding together would not be enough to save their jobs. However, over time, workers became more comfortable with the use of those machines. Hopefully, this can be taken as a lesson for today's young people and their fears about the introduction of new technology in the workplace. Today, unions work to protect workers in times of economic downturn to protect their jobs and rights on a much larger scale than they were able to back in the 19th century. Many unions today have the power and support to reach across multiple countries, working to create fair labour practices across all of Europe. In the past, there was mass support for unions throughout Europe. In certain regions, there is still a high amount of participation in unions today. However, in most of Europe, there has been a significant decline in labour unions, particularly in terms of youth involvement. For the labour unions to continue, they need to find a way to reach young people and identify the reasons they are not reaching them now. Meanwhile, there has been speculation about whether the labour unions actually need to continue or if they are doing more harm than good to Europe's labour market. The National Bureau of Economic Research published a paper discussing the inverse relationship between the amount of union involvement in the EU labour market and the rate of youth unemployment. The implication of this report was that the more involved the labour unions become in the EU labour market, the less youth unemployment there was, and vice versa. This is particularly true when the union is responsible for setting wages. They did, however, find that with a higher union involvement in the labour market, there was also a higher ratio of women to men in the workforce. The European Trade Union Institute, ETUI, found that participation in unions throughout Europe varies greatly and often has to do with the country's minimum wage laws as well as the effectiveness of collective bargaining. 
For example, union participation in Sweden, where there is no statutory minimum wage, is above 70%, while in France, where there is a statutory minimum wage, there is only 8% participation in unions. Just as the unions experienced growth due to factors outside their control in the 19th century, they are experiencing some of the same factors contributing to their decline in the present day, too. Europe is still recovering from an economic crisis. The still weak economy following the 2007 recession has been slow to grow, though now the EU area is seeing its lowest unemployment rate since May 2008, at 7.4% in the Eurozone and 6.2% across the EU. However, unemployment is still high in countries facing other economic burdens, such as Greece, where unemployment has reached 17%, and Spain at 13.8%. Historically, long-term economic difficulties have resulted in unions being looked upon favourably by the people, as unions add a level of protection for workers in strenuous times. It has also been argued, though, that unions slow down economic growth and limit the number of jobs in an economy. James Shirk of the Heritage Foundation writes, Economic research finds that unions benefit their members but hurt consumers generally, and especially workers who are denied job opportunities. A weak or declining economy can worsen these problems. In Sweden, where union participation rates are very high, there is also a high level of youth unemployment. These are young people that have been denied job opportunities by the unions due to their lack of experience. This has further increased their struggle to find work and harmed consumers by raising prices to meet the increased wage demand, risking going out of business because they are less competitive than other companies. Studies have also shown that the amount of time it takes an economy to recover increases with the amount of unions that are active in the workforce. Due to the fact that unions have consistently been shown to decrease the number of jobs available on the market, it may not be advisable for Europe to attempt introducing a union system into all its member countries as a solution for youth unemployment. This is a sentiment being echoed by many in the EU, such as the General Director of the European Trade Union Institution, Philippe Pochet, who believes that the Nordic model will not be sustainable in the future as there are not enough jobs being created, especially for young people. The massive increase in technological capabilities continuing through the 21st century is another factor affecting union growth and decline in Europe. Just as in the past, workers are being replaced with new and more efficient technologies. Back then, union membership soared across Europe. Workers relied on unions to protect their jobs and wages from being completely overrun by the implementation of machines. Now, though, as union rates are declining, especially among young people, there is increased worry that the Nordic system will no longer be sustainable. Because of this, it may not be practical to expect high levels of union involvement as necessary for making the Nordic system work in the rest of Europe, particularly in countries where union involvement is not as common. Another factor influencing union participation is the societal interpretation of what being in a union means. If a young person grows up in a family that is supportive of unions, then they will be more likely to join one themselves. However, 
If a young person grows up in a house where there was a negative attitude towards unions, they may not be as likely to join one when they reach working age. When a young person is considering joining a union, the management's attitude towards the union will either encourage or discourage them, e.g. out of fear of repercussions from management. The other workers in the company's union will also play a large part in encouraging solidarity among the new members of the company. Without this solidarity, which is what unions were originally founded upon, hostility from management might cause a reduction in membership. In countries that do not have a strong union presence, there is no solidarity among employees, which has led to a decline in union membership across Europe. Trade unions have had difficulty reaching and organising young people in Europe, in part due to high youth unemployment. If they are not working, there is no way for a union to contact them. Unions are now employing new methods to reach young people, such as social media. There have also been studies that show that young people believe unions are irrelevant to their getting or keeping a job. It has been pointed out in recent articles that there is no strong dislike for unions among European youth, and there is the potential for their massive resurgence in the coming years. However, for this to happen, unions need to find methods to better connect with Europe's youth and promote the idea of solidarity among themselves. Many labour unions today, like in the past, are deeply involved with major political parties. This is because labour unions believe that they will not have to fight management as much if those passing laws and regulations about how businesses must be run agree with the union's ideas about how they should be treated. Because unions today have more power than they used to, political candidates will often target a particular union, and vice versa. Unions will determine which candidate is most beneficial to them and offer their full support to that candidate. This corresponds to the changing ideology of unions, who must work more with those demanding to be seen as individuals as opposed to members of a group. In recent years, there has also been an increase in the number of white-collar workers compared to blue-collar workers, especially among young people. White-collar workers have been shown to be more difficult to organise, outside of the Nordic countries, in the EU, as have young people. So with an increase in young white-collar workers, there is even more difficulty for unions in their attempt to organise them. This growing need among union members to still be viewed as individuals within the union creates more difficulty for union leaders in promoting solidarity among workers and potential members. The dissolution of class structures in Europe has also been cited as a source for youth disillusionment with unions. One solution to this is similar to the one stated above. Unions need to focus on a more individualistic relationship with their members to better support their interests. Unions have long been a part of European history, and they will continue to remain an important part of employment for all members of the workforce. Looking for trends in union growth and decline is difficult because much of this depends on factors outside unions' control. Union participation is in decline among young people because today's unemployed youth are facing challenges that previous generations did not. The importance of unions in protecting workers' rights and wages is being debated throughout Europe because there is high youth unemployment in countries where there is high union involvement, as well as where there is low union involvement. 
Many studies have found that having greater union involvement can actually hurt the economy, decreasing its ability to bounce back after a financial crisis, much like the one Europe is recovering from now. With such a shift in the ideologies of unions and the needs of unemployed youth, there needs to be a shift in the way unions fight for their members. After all, as many studies have shown, the old methods will not remain viable forever.